Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for listening. This is a podcast where we speak with different creative entrepreneurs about their strategies, stories, and tips to apply and learn. You can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. Hey everyone, before the show starts, I'd like to give a huge shout out and thanks to our partners at Art and Ambition Studios. If you're a creator, I highly recommend you check them out for resources, support, and to go ahead and check out more that they have to offer, check them out at artandambitionstudios.com. Once again, that is artandambitionstudios.com. Thank you guys, and let's get on with the show. Welcome everybody to the Cravices Podcast. I'm your host, Dex, and I appreciate you for tuning in. As always, I encourage you to subscribe share, leave some feedback as well. You guys already know. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today, we're going to be speaking with Moses Kenna. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yeah, yeah. Moses oh, Kenna. cool, got cool. It right. I got it right. Good, good. We'll be talking about NBA photography. I really, a listener of mine re- reached out to me and said, hey, you got to check out his work. It's amazing work, and I would love to learn more. And honestly, here we are. So thank you for, for getting back to me, and uh, I'm just glad we we're, were able to, to set this up and do this. Oh man, thank you. I'm just glad to be on here to, you know, share kind of just, you know, you know, what I've been through and, and you know, my experiences. Yeah, man, thank you. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. And uh, you know, you're a really talented dude. Uh so let's 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 get to know you a little bit more first. So give us a little bit about uh you know, a little bit of background of uh who Moses is. Okay. Um yeah, uh I'm a Ghanaian, uh Italian born American. It's, uh, I've, I've had a had a long long journey. My parents had a long journey, but you know I'm Ghanaian at heart, and uh, um, you know played a lot of basketball. I grew up watching basketball, uh, looking up to my brothers. You know they were you know they were really creative, and and that you know that kind of transitioned into me you know picking up a camera and uh, finding a love for for shooting music and shooting basketball and you know shooting anything that has to do with Ghana. So was that like your number one pastime, just going out and shooting photos and basketball all the time? Because I could relate, if so. Not like honestly, early on when I was younger, you know, we we couldn't afford, we couldn't afford, you know, a camera or anything like that. But just like mm-hmm. the way like basketball was so accessible to everybody, you know, all you needed was a ball, and you know, if you didn't have a ball, you know, you had like a little, you know, piece of paper that you could put in a ball and and throw it in a, you know, in a bucket, you know, yeah. and um. You know, our, my earliest memories was just like playing basketball with my brothers and and watching, you know, Allen Iverson hoop and you know going to the the library and looking at Slam magazines and, and Sports Illustrated. So uh, that was my early introduction to that I didn't even realize, but was my introduction to sports photography or basketball photography. Um, yeah, was just looking at posters. You know. Right, right. It's dope how you mentioned Slam. I remember Slam. Do they still make those? They don't, right? No, nah, they do. They, they, they do? do. They still. They still. Yeah, they're still a publication. They still uh, do cover stories and, and features, and uh, they still sell the magazines and stores. That's dope. That's dope as hell. Because I just remember, I remember those kind of being reminiscent of like Vibe magazine or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they were able to mix right. kind of like hip hop culture. They had like that type of influence. I thought that was super dope. I'll, I just remember the one with AI. I don't know why that that stuck in my mind right now, but um, yeah, yeah that's, that's probably the most. That's probably one of the most popular ones with him with the Afro and, and he had the chains yeah. on. And, yeah, yeah, it's inspiring. Speaking of that, like, would you have any uh, aspirations to shoot something like that, or have you done something like that so far? No, that's that's actually on my bucket list. Like, I, what I do every year is I 
I make like a little checklist of people I want to photograph mm-hmm. and, you know, doing a slam cover or doing a slam feature is definitely on that list. You know, the person that, you know, does a lot of the covers, his name's uh, Tiba Jefferson. Like he's one of the photographers I look up to, man, because his range, you know, he's able to, you know, one day shoot a slam cover and the next day, you know, go to, you know, the city and shoot some skaters, you know, with a fisheye lens, you know, so, hey, hey, right. you know, seeing him, seeing him work and seeing his, you know, his ability to execute dope covers and, and have it, you know, accompany, you know, dope story, you know, that's, that's something that I want to do and, and achieve at some point. So that's, that's definitely on the bucket list. Yeah, it's dope as hell, man. I, I could picture it already. Just going through your, your site here, you know, I see all this different people you've worked with in, in all these stadiums and stuff like that. So what's the craziest atmosphere you've worked in so far? Have you been, have you tried like the playoffs or anything crazy like that? Yeah, I think the craziest one was uh, for me was I think it was the 2017 or 18 uh, NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, this was when KD KD first uh, first got to the Warriors, and man, like to to be there when you know the Warriors winning it and you know in <laughs> Oakland, yeah, like like the first one they won was I think they won away, I think they had one in Cleveland. So like you could feel the effects of it, but to be there and to be photographing the game. Uh, during that finals, man, it was the energy yeah. was crazy. Yeah, the energy was wild. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember that one. I remember that that series was intense. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, man. Your setup is your setup, and as long as it shoots, right? But <laughs> um, you know, since since people do right, want right. to know though, uh, on a day where you are shooting, you know, inside of a you know a stadium, of course, and, and you're working with these uh, ball players, what does your setup look like? Uh, my main during games, it's it's um. It's a 7200 lens. Like, luckily, when I first started shooting shooting NBA games, um, I had a good mentor. I was actually working at San Jose State University as a photographer, yeah. and uh, my mentor was was you know on the low, just like allowing me to you know borrow his cameras and borrow his you know his 300 millimeter lens. So like, I was able to shoot games with you know the proper equipment. You know, I couldn't afford uh, that equipment early on, and um, and that was with a Nikon. That was with a Nikon D3 and, and, a, and a Nikon 300 millimeter. Right. And uh, then I kind of gra- you know graduated and got my own equipment. And you know I still don't have the 300 millimeter. That's a, you know that's that that's a crazy expensive lens. But, you know, <laughs> Hell yeah. 70, yeah, I use a 7200 and uh, I shoot with Sony right now. You know it's a good low light and fast shooting shooting camera. So I'm able to you know get the job done with that. And I mean like you said, it's it's really just you know you got to make do with the tools you have and and you make it happen, kind of don't make excuses for yourself. No, it's fast. You can't make excuses, man. Just use whatever you got for now. Um, you know, whenever I say that, though, people go crazy. Oh, man, but, you know, the quality and this and that, like, dog, like, it's not, that's not what it's really about, though. You got to use what you have now, especially if that's all you can afford, right? Um, and then later on, you can start to, you know, when you start to make some money, you can you can then upgrade, but don't sweat so much. Um, exactly, man, exactly. Like I, like, I started, you know, with my phone, and then I had, like, a little, like, Canon A twelve hundred power shot. Like probably people don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, like, power it's like shot. <laughs> it's a baby point and shoot. But like that's how I, that's where the passion started. Um, just going to Ghana with that camera and shooting my phone, and it it gave me the confidence to you know know like okay, I think I can I can do this, and not right. just be you know okay at it. But I think I can you know pursue this professionally. Right, and uh, that's pretty dope. That right there at the at somewhere around that moment, you realize like, oh damn, I'm actually pretty good at this. Uh, what was that switch in confidence look like? Like, what did that, what did that feel like to you? 
think it was it was just the way the way the photos made me feel. I think mm-hmm. it was um, the emotion behind the photos or behind people's faces and and um, learning composition. Like I didn't understand the concept of composition, but I knew what looked like a good photo and what looked like a bad photo uh, yeah. to me. And um, and I think once that feeling clicked, the confidence was when I was able to execute the shot that I had in my head onto you know onto the camera. That's when things like clicked. Right. And, you know, that took a while. That that was a lot of, you know, trial and error. Of, right. You know, taking a whole bunch of bad photos and, and learning what worked and what didn't, you know, for me. And, you know, everybody's different. You know, everybody has a different style, a different um, medium. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. being able to execute what was in my head, that's, that's when it clicked. That's dope. I like that. I like that a lot. It's 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 kind of challenging. As easy as it might sound, like when you say it, it's really challenging to execute exactly what's in your head. Because if you don't get a certain type of lighting right, or if just the day isn't right, if you're shooting outdoors, or you know, just some things just don't always go as planned. So that's actually a great feat when you can make something come to life exactly how you pictured it. That's kind of underrated. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. And and it wasn't easy. I promise you, there was there's thousands of photos in my archive that are trash, like thousands and thousands and thousands, you know. And I think it's like over time you kind of sharpen your skills and you like you cut the fat off, like you know, kind of how they say, and, and you get you start to be efficient with, with your work. You know, I still got a long way to go. I still got you know a lot to learn and you know a lot of people to learn from. Right. But, um, uh, yeah, I feel confident in my work ethic. You got me this far. Yeah, it's dope as hell, man. That's good. That's good. Uh, now, before we get to the uh, the meat and potatoes real quick, I do want to uh, bring up the segment, Lyric of the Day. Uh, and actually, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first, man. What you got for us? My Lyric of the Day. Uh, man, I'll probably, I'll probably have to choose uh, Missy Hustle, you know, late great Missy Hustle. He had a, his second verse on uh, Don't Stress. He had a song called Don't Stress. And it's like, man, that that pushed me, man. That That's got me through so many tough days and motivated me to, you know, get hyped up to meet with a client, you know, and, and it might be a big project. And yeah, so like the lyric was, you know, like, you know, look, I never sold under mental pressure. I get better. Ain't no culty on misconception. I'm just special. This is the ultimate intersection and God bless and save my soul from this imperfection. So it's just like that, those like lyrics, like embody, like, I think the journey of like, you know, being freelance and trying to grind and not being sure, you know, you know, I, you know, you yeah. understand, like, you know, there's there's good months, there's bad months, uh, but you got to just stay level-headed and, and, and trust in yourself and, and grow and, and progress. Yeah, just focus on that constant progression and not to get caught up in anything else uh, because at the end of the day, man, like, that's what's going to keep us move, keep us moving, right? Keep us working. Like you said, it, get, it got you hyped up for clients. I definitely can relate listening to that type of music, like that hustle motivation, Listen to a lot of nip and a lot of payroll, man. They'll definitely get you. They'll definitely get you <laughs> off your ass. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah, 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 exactly. Sure. You need something to get you up and get you going. Uh, for me, I actually, actually, this is kind of like a counter, like not like a counter to it, but this is kind of like the opposite of it. But um, it's 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 a lyric by Drake. It's it's from Club Paradise, and when all is said and done, more is more is always said than done. Um, and I kind of like this lyric because it reminds me to just like when I when I'm done with it all, when I'm done with my project or I finish my mission, um, you know, when when my goals are complete, everything was done. Like there was no more action to take. I didn't just talk about it. I actually got the work done and I seen it through. Um, and that's something that I try to aim to do every single day. In that line, I don't know. I just kind of reminiscent of uh, shit that came out in what like 2011. That was such a pivotal moment 
uh, just being in like college and everything was just so new. So it has a little bit of nostalgia too, but yeah, just, just motivates me to get me off my ass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, most deaf, most deaf. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about how I know this is broad. This is kind of broad as hell, but let's talk about how you got started into uh, you know getting into the realm of even starting to work in these stadiums. You know all that, and I'm actually gonna take some questions from the good people from Twitter uh, because they did have some questions for me, which I, I kind of liked here. I asked them. Um, you know, what would you like to hear? Like, what are some what are, what are some questions and concerns you may have? And I can try to cover them on the show. Uh, Coach Chris was like, um, so what are the steps that you can take to get started, even getting in these rooms and getting in these, uh, you know, in these inboxes and, you know, just getting your foot in the door? Man, I, I think my, my journey has been, been super unconventional. It's probably a long answer. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it wasn't even... Partly was photography that got me this opportunity, but it was just mainly like being able to keep great relationships with people in different in different markets and different fields. Yeah. Um, my friend, my friend was writing for a publication, uh, or she was previously writing for a publication. She was doing work, PR work, and uh, a publication reached out to her, and you know she uh, you know she accepted the you know position, and then she she actually threw the hoop to me and was like you know. She asked him, like, you know, what about having somebody to complement the articles with photos? And it was just as simple as that. Like, that opportunity fell in my lap. Like, I'd always wanted to to photograph basketball. Um, but I think the difference was I was, when the opportunity came, I was ready. Right. Um, and, and I think just, just to kind of go back and answer that question is, I think everybody, you know, should start off, you know, small or start off big. The easiest way to get in is, it's a photograph, you know, locally, uh, whether it's like a high school near you or, you know, a city college near you or a university near you, you know, whatever opportunity you can get and, yeah. and get that, get that experience, get those reps in um, of shooting sports. It's a lot different from, you know, shooting a portrait. Um, you're shooting at a high, you know, ISO, you're shooting at a high shutter speed to freeze that frame. And, and um, you have to, you know, kind of wear a different hat. You know, depending on right. the sport and you know some some arenas some buildings or gyms the lighting might be horrible but you got to make it work you know and and i think the, i think the the best tip is to you know start small create a portfolio of of what you like to shoot so if it's basketball you know you shoot high school college and then you work your way up and you reach out to publications that may need a photographer um and yeah, you just you keep sending emails, keep sending emails, and and you just got to make sure that your work speaks for itself, and that you know your personality matches matches your work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like the part about personality. That's that's kind of underrated, right? It's like it goes unspoken that your personality, your charisma, um, how you do deals and how you do business plays a huge part into what type of opportunities might be open to you, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like. That that's the difference between gaining a consistent client and you know just doing one job and then being done. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. So you you say just to you know stay consistent, keep at your craft, keep getting those reps in, like you say. I like that because I never shot sports before, but it looks hella difficult. Like <laughs> being able to shoot, you know, in the craziest of lighting. The lighting is damn near orangeish yellow. Right. 
right? Yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> that shit looks kind of tough. I ain't gonna lie, but uh, I can imagine, you know, the the reps that you put in and the hours that you put in, and you just keep shooting your shot. That's really what it is at the end of the day. Uh, it's kind of funny, man, because you know, people get in. I, I interview people in you know all different types of industries, and some people, you know, at the peak of their career, some people at the middle, whatever. But it's always that. Just put your reps in and keep shooting your shot. You know, would you say that success really just comes down to just that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think um, putting yourself out there. I think being being able to uh, take critique or being able to you know accept maybe a, you know negative feedback because at the end of the day, it's really on, on your perspective and how you you take that information and how you uh, you bounce back from it. You know and and early on, um, I had to learn, you know, from my one of my mentors, like, you know, you got to make sure your, your your white balance is on point, you know, depending on like how you explain, like how, you know, a building can be orange, making sure that's on point, making sure your shutter speed set, all that stuff. Like right. these little things that, that, you know, you may not realize um, is important because you, maybe you just focus on the framing of a shot. Um, True. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, I don't know if I answered the question. No, yeah. you did. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, taking that critique is super important, man. I, I do know some people who I've talked to that take in photography class do get the opportunity to have their work critiqued. But I feel like if you don't, it'd be kind of cool if you can start it like a, like a small group, not too big of a group, because those big-ass photography groups, man, them, them shits, you just get, everybody just gets out of here. I can't, I can't do that, man. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I really I can't. can't. <laughs> No, I couldn't either. I, yeah. did, I had to leave a couple that I joined. I was like, man, it's too many people. It's just spam at this point. But I think if you can get like a cool, like, you know, three, four people who, you know, you actually know and trust, I think that might be a good option. Yeah. But anything more than that, you're just responding to messages all day. Um, but just find that opportunity to always uh, in a student mode, right? Just constantly learning and, and, and perfecting your craft. Um, and eventually you'll get to where you want to go. Now, let's see. Oh, yeah. So person uh, his name is at mota and he he asked how has social media affected sports photography if it has at all it's allowed it's allowed players um to actually have a personality within the sports it's, it's allowed them to to be their own brand it's allowed for other photographers you know that you know they may not be uh, master class photographers but you know they may have the craft they may have the passion to right. you know, get an opportunity, you know, and like social media is, that's, it's helped me so much, you know, outside of word of, word of mouth, you know, Instagram or Twitter, like that's been the platform for people to see my work um, and to send my work over to friends. And, and, and it, it's just crazy. Like the, the level of engagement that you get, um, from just relationship building, like just the, just what happens just off, you know, one app. Um, but yeah, for, for photography and, and, and sports or social media and sports, like it's allowed a lot of freelance workers to, to really connect with players if they want to do storytelling with them. Um, you're allowed to, you know, engage with them directly. Like, I'm not sure how it was back in the day. Like I'm, I'm assuming that you had to work for a really big publication in order to even, you know, get an assignment or to get that opportunity yeah but uh now it's, it's made it a lot easier you know to, to grind through and, and figure it out and you know all those resources are there for you right 
That's dope. That's dope. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, but you're right. Those publications, like I can imagine back in the day, that was the barrier of entry. Now you can start to build with almost like wherever you, whoever you want once you get to this certain level, right? Uh, so that's pretty dope. Um, I was going to add on to that too because I recently there was a uh, video circling around of, uh, of Gary Vee and he was talking about the MLB, how the MLB does a, like, a pretty terrible job at third-party content. And <laughs> yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know shit about the MLB if we don't see it on ESPN top 10. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who the next player is. I, I don't know who's, who's the best right now. I don't know anything until the World Series. But I think that the NBA is, is doing a great job in allowing that type of content. So that way we can keep up with people. And like you said, people are building their own brands and it's just good for the NBA. Right, right. Like, it's, it's like to talk on that MLB point, like I just seen a video of just talk, talk you know, somebody talking about it and like how, they they had like consolidated all of their content onto one platform that you have to subscribe to and it's like you got to understand like the demographics and like the the market like these young kids you know you have to engage to where they're at so if they use a snapchat or tiktok or thriller or ig or twitter like you have to push the content there because how do you expect these young kids to to be fans of a sport that they can't see <laughs> right you know it's, it's crazy it's, it's crazy but it's, it's it's dope seeing the contrast of that with the NBA and how, you know, they allow players to be themselves and to share their stories. And, um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more access. So, I mean, hopefully the MLB, you know, allows more kind of creatives and to, to engage with them and, and for everybody to see, um, kind of what's going on. Cause there's a lot of high level athletes there. Like you got like Mike Trout and you got like Mookie Betts and, and, and all these other players that like you would think they'd be big time people, but, you know, you don't hear too much about them outside of, like you said, ESPN Top 10 or like the yeah. World Series. Right, exactly, exactly. And that would open up a lot of opportunities. That'd be really dope. So, I mean, hopefully that they do make some changes in the future. But uh, speaking of what the NBA is doing and all, all the greatness, man, uh, how'd you feel about All-Star Weekend? Was was it done contest trash or what'd you think about it? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm from San Jose, man. So Aaron Gordon <laughs> got robbed, man. Another town yeah. made it, like, <laughs> Yeah, man. Definitely I, got it was he good definitely. though, man. But this this All Star Weekend was cool, man. Like, unfortunately, like I wasn't able to go to this one. Uh-huh. Um, I still want to go to All Star, but seeing I think this year's games were 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 dope, man. Like, even the whole, the new rules of twenty, you know, in honor of Kobe, like that last like twenty four, like it felt like you know at the park you got to get that last shot kind of thing, and yeah. everybody was locking up at the end. But like, yeah, the dunk contest was cool. You know, like I said, Aaron, Aaron Gordon got robbed and. But other than that, man, it was good. It was, <laughs> it was one of the more fun ones, you know, in the past couple of years. Nah, I agree with that. It was felt uh, it felt competitive. I like what they were doing on the creative end too. It's funny, like just we just mentioned them will be like the stark contrast between the two. But you know, we'll see what happens in the future. Hopefully, things start to open up, and you know, we, they can create some opportunities for you know creatives alike. So that would be dope. Right. I kept getting this question. So, who is your favorite player to shoot? Man, I think. Uh, <laughs> Man, that's a lot. That's there's 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 a lot of players. Um, I think uh, I would say Steph is fun to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he makes it easy to to get good content. Um, okay. But uh, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, that's that's been my favorite player since he's been in the league, and I got a chance to, to photograph him when uh, the Pistons came to to the city, and and it was just it was dope, like being able to 
to see him work and prepare for the game and and play and like it's different seeing you know watching it on TV and then seeing it uh, live and like how easy he makes the game look. Um, yeah, yeah, like like Derrick Rose stood out and uh, oh yeah, I, I wanted to make like an interesting point. It, it's fun, it's crazy because I don't know if it's with any other sports or any other events, but yeah. when I shoot basketball, like I don't remember the game live. I me- I remember it in frames. It's weird, man. Like <laughs> that's interesting. I yeah. So you, sometimes I have to like go back home and and watch the game again. Like okay, that's what happened. Oh yeah, because like when well, you're just so focused on the work. <laughs> that yeah, makes sense. yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. That's dope though. Uh, it kind of gives you like a unique perspective of how the game goes down, but you know you gotta watch it at the end. But <laughs> that's pretty dope though. I seen a. It could have been your website. Hopefully it is, because it's gonna. I'm gonna sound crazy or not, but I seen like a segment. Uh, dedicated to like some Kawhi photos was that you that did that yeah 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 okay okay so, um yeah. yeah talk about that yeah so like I I didn't work with him directly but I made it I made uh-huh. it a mission of mine to do some sort of like profile work on on him throughout the finals uh I knew I knew you know he was on the cusp of you know winning a title you know unfortunately you know the the Warriors you know they got you know like a lot of injuries and stuff like that but like right. i think my my goal going into into the, that finals was to photograph details so like you know if it was Kawhi, i wanted to you know photograph like his hands the tattoos him holding the ball you know his shoes um things that would kind of like tell a story you know you know an unverbal story and and you know he, um, they won they won the championship in, in oakland and i was able to document that and and kind of put together like a little story, you know, of like the journey from, you know, game, the games that they were playing at home at a away. I mean. Right. Point that you said a little bit earlier too, how some people are just easier. It's easier for you to create content around them. Is it only with ball players? Do you feel that same way about, you know, majority of people that you work with? Um, I think, I think it's just, um, it's a mix of like, people and their star power but but more importantly like their ability to be like photogenic or they they understand they understand images you know how like some people just get it and they're just able to compliment your work and kind gotcha. of uh, yeah 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 there's a there's a few people there's, like there's some musicians that are good at that like travis scott's good at that jv's good at that um steph is good at that lebron is good at that like if people like watch those details of like if LeBron like takes a jump shot and he makes it, like he'll pop a little bit and like he'll slowly turn himself over to like the broadcast side where the cameras are because he knows, you know, I'm assuming he knows because he's always good at that. Like after a dunk, you know, he'll pose a little bit or he'll make some sort of uh, yell. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> like some some of these people notice, man. Like they they understand the entertainment behind it or the the imagery behind it and and, and how to, you know, really show out so yeah. yeah you know some people make it easy some people you know it's a little bit harder um but you know you also have to be creative on your own end and to to, to make it creative and, and make it look, look dope. yeah yeah i agree As the, i'm gonna be looking at the celebrations after the dunk and after the three i'm gonna look at those way different right now because <laughs> right. i like, promise you you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too because you mentioned steph i see you know 
I see pictures that you have of him, you know, saluting to the camera, you know, throwing up the little three after the three ball, you know, it's just, yeah, I can definitely see the different types of chemistry now that you mention it. Um, and that's pretty, that's an interesting takeaway just for anyone who's working in general to get them to loosen up and, uh, you know, get them to create the image that you also want as well. And also with your end on being creative, but just to get people to loosen up, I think is, uh, is underrated as well. But Right, right. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, I think also another thing is just like the anticipation of, I think, just being ready or, or you know, luckily when I grew up, you know, hooping and mm-hmm. hooping my brothers and, and being able to anticipate certain moves or certain reactions, like, that's, that's made it a lot easier for me. Uh, right. Because, like, sometimes I look at it like, okay, he might hit him with a step back and he's going to shoot it because, you know, he just hit somebody with a cross and he wants to finish the play. So you already know he's going to be, you know, shimmying or doing a little shoulder shimmy, you know, after the shot or something like that. And, so it's, it's it's fun. It's, it's just anticipating, and even with music too. <laughs> do you do a lot of music work? Yeah, that's that's how I. Outside of like going to Ghana and getting getting that kind of introduction of photography, mm-hmm. um, shooting music was how I started. I was shooting a lot of concerts, like between like 2015 to 2017. I still do uh, sometimes, but not as much. Um, okay. Yeah, and and it's funny because. Concert photography made it a lot easier for me to shoot uh, sports because, you know, with concerts, you know, the constant lighting changes, um, the colors that are in lights, um, just having to adjust the shutter speed and, and stuff like that. And, like, just like tech, the technical side, it, it, it helped me a lot to, to adapt to, to sports. It made it a lot easier for me. Right. Right. Do you get nervous? I mean, it sounds like a crazy question, but I mean, man, like you're taking photos of these important events, like with some important people. <laughs> Does it ever start to get to you? Nah, nah, nah. I think uh, I've always had like a, a calm personality or like a not, you know, sometimes it, it looks negative, but like that not impressed kind of oh, I got personality. You. But I'm uh-huh. inside, inside me, I'm hyped. Like, Seeing players, seeing, you know, the game I enjoy, like being able to be at these games, you know, you know as much as possible. Like I'm hyped, but just my personality is calm. Because at the end of the day, you know, people are people. You know, right. the only difference is that, you know, they've, they've worked their whole life towards one craft and they were able to execute it, you know. And, right. and you know, we, you know, we hope to do the same. And so it's, it's more of a respect and admiration, I guess, to the craft more than like a, a nervousness. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. And plus, man, just cool, calm, and collected. It just gets better work done anyway. And yeah. Man. <laughs> so. I, 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 think, I think some folks fanboying uh, at, at, the, at some, you know, games and concerts, and it's, it's crazy. Like, some folks, <laughs> like get themselves, some folks will get themselves kicked out of a concert just fanboying, like, on the phone. Like, you're supposed to be taking photos and you're on your phone kind of selfie and oh, all shit. that stuff, man. Yeah. It's funny. Yes, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, before I let you go, I just wanted to touch on your work in Ghana because it's, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful work. I, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, Do you visit there often? I try to. So I just, like, I literally got back from Ghana uh, like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. So it's still fresh, but uh, the last time I was there was 2017, and, and the time before that was 2013. And man, like every single time I go, man, it's it I, I gain you know a bigger appreciation for you know tradition and and culture and 
mm-hmm. you know, family lineage and um, just understanding, like, you just get a greater understanding for family and also just, like, the basics of life and, and the necessities of, like, you know, being happy and, yeah, and you know, you know, our first, you know, sometimes, you know, our first world problems kind of, we get over, you know, over anxious about things that really don't even matter at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, just being there, man, it's, it's allowed me to, to, to gain an appreciation and like through the camera, it's allowed me to, to understand culture, understand yeah. tradition, the day-to-day stuff, how people live. Um, and also even checking out like some of the basketball scene out there, like that's, that was dope to me, like seeing kids hoop and, seeing like what they pick up on because like kids like some people like if they have phones they have access to like instagram too so like you'll see mm-hmm. a kid doing like a james harden step back or something like that and you're like okay where you pick up that or, <laughs> or you know yeah trying to hit him with a sham god crossover like and it's, it's just dope to see man like it just shows like if you give you know everybody the same amount of resources like it's crazy what they can come out of it yeah it's crazy when you think about it right like even though on the other side of the world, we still have some like the influences of the, you know, of something that we love can be great. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you, and you capturing that kind of really proves that here. I see a lot of photos of, you know, with, with family and, and like you said, our first world problems, man, they, sometimes it's just like, why are we even worried about the bullshit? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, I think uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go. You probably got some, I got some work to do and all that good stuff. So, uh, Thank you, man. It was a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on here. And thank you, everybody who responded to the tweet. Give me all your questions. It was great. Dope, man. No, thank you for having me. And, you know, if, you know, if anybody else has questions, you know, I'm, I'm always available, you know, DM me or, or you know, email me. You know, I'm always, I'm always going to help, man, because I got, I got a lot of help, you know. So, awesome, got to pay it forward, right? Yeah, most deaf, man. We appreciate you for that. Uh, now, where, where can we support you or uh, find your work? Um, everything, all, all on social media platforms, uh, whether it's you know Instagram, Twitter, and my website, Facebook, it's all at my first name, last name, MosesKenna.com, at MosesKenna. You know, very, you know, streamlined. Everything's the same. Right, okay, cool. And I'll definitely leave the uh, the link to his, uh, his site in the show notes so you guys want to check it out. Dope work, man. Uh, keep it up, man. Love what you're doing. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Take care. Hey, everyone. That'll wrap up this week's episode. I hope you found this one valuable. Once again, I appreciate you for listening, and I encourage you to subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, and creativeassist.com as well. So, I hope to talk to you next time on the next episode of the Creative Assist Podcast. Until then, take care.